Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. So, are you more of a rational person or an emotional person? Which one is better? Well, psychologists and, it turns out, Albert Einstein believe that true wisdom requires you to tap into both. Hello and welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Wu, and every week I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Today on the show, we discover how your wise mind integrates emotion and reason and talk about how to activate wise mind in your daily life. One of my absolute favorite book series is Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's Sherlock Holmes series. Mr. Holmes, the genius detective, is one of the smartest people to appear on literature's pages. And I couldn't help but notice that he said this about emotions. He said, love is an emotional thing. And whatever is emotional is opposed to that true cold reason which I place above all things. This really caught my eye because, you know, I work with emotions for a living. And another person, famously smart, is Mr. Spock, first officer on the Starship Enterprise. And he had similar feelings towards feelings as Mr. Holmes. He said, may I say that I have not thoroughly enjoyed serving with humans. I find their illogic and foolish emotions a constant irritant. Hmm. So Holmes and Spock declared emotions as foolish, frivolous things that cloud judgment and mess up the quest for truth. On the other hand, real-life genius Albert Einstein took a kinder view of emotions. He said, Feeling and longing are the motive forces behind all human endeavor and human creations. What a sweeping statement. Hmm. And Helen Keller, in true poetic form, also had a similar view. She said, The best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with a heart. So who's right? Is it better to be rational or emotional? Now, what if the answer is both? Today on the show, we borrow again from dialectical behavior therapy developed by Dr. Marsha Linehan, professor emeritus of the University of Washington and founder of the Linehan Institute. We will learn a skill for using your wise mind, the intersection of your rational and emotional minds that allows you to make the most grounded, useful, and fulfilling life choices. Let's start by looking at each of rational and emotional mind by themselves. What is rational mind? Your rational mind is cool. It is logical, methodical, pragmatic. It operates based on facts, and it's very task-focused. When you're in rational mind, you respond to reason. 
values are not necessarily in focus right now and emotions are not in play. This is a very useful state to be in during a crisis moment that really requires you to stay narrowly focused and cool-headed. For example, if you're diffusing a bomb, it's a good time to be in a rational mind state. The rational mind is also useful in many other situations, like when a scientist interprets data, a lawyer reviews a contract, or a parent considers a painful but life-saving treatment for their child. But what might the rational mind be missing out on? Well, always being in rational mind can get boring. It's hard to feel inspired, passionate, creative, infatuated, and joyful when you're always in rational mind. It's also hard to feel the difficult but necessary emotions we need to live a rich, fulfilling life. Like grief for the things that we cherish and lose. Tenderness for the things that we want to nurture, and anger at the things that are unjust. With only rational mind, we probably wouldn't have social change, for example, or puppy love, spontaneous road trips, leaps of faith towards meaningful relationships or career paths, and other things that make life rich and colorful. Okay, now that we've taken a look at the pros and cons of Mr. Spock and Mr. Holmes's perspective on rational mind, what is the argument for and against emotional mind? Well, your emotional mind is hot. It's passionate, it's impulsive, and it's reactive. When you're in emotional mind, you respond to your gut feelings and moods. Logic and reason are not in focus, and you're not necessarily taking time to evaluate facts and balance evidence. This is a good state of mind for spontaneous creativity, like when listening to awesome music makes you feel inspired to sign up for guitar lessons. Your emotional mind is also good for getting yourself motivated to act, like when you see injustice in the world that brings you out to march and protest. Emotional mind makes you take risks or explore uncharted territory. Always wanted to live in a different country or start a business? It might not be the most rational choice, because staying at home in your day job is less financially risky, but emotional mind, for better or worse, might give you that nudge needed to take that leap of faith. But if we only had emotional mind, we would be exhausted following all the excited, erratic, and ever-changing whims that it comes up with. It can also be exhausting for those around us to keep up. It can lead to taking more risks than is good for us. Or we might get so carried away with ideas that we lose sight of facts. It's hard to have a stable life with long-lasting relationships if we're all emotion and no reason. So emotions are exciting and inspiring, but they can get us in trouble. How about if we combined rational and emotional mind together? This is where we get to wise mind. Your wise mind is grounded, intuitive, and balanced. It integrates the best of both worlds. It's rational and emotional. It rightfully respects emotion as a driving force towards values and also rightfully respects reason as the method for implementing values. For example, when you meet someone incredible, your wise mind allows that giddiness and infatuation, 
which drive you to try to spend more time with this person to get to know them. Your wise mind also reminds you to not be blind to red flags and maybe not to, say, move in together immediately. And when you witness injustice in the world, your wise mind acknowledges your hot anger, which tells you that this is really important and you want to do something about it. Your wise mind then uses cool reasoning to make sure you understand all the facts and then to figure out the most effective way to help. In any situation, your wise mind's job is to find balance and integration between your emotional and rational minds. This doesn't mean always compromising exactly 50-50. It means mindfully choosing components from emotion and reason depending on the situation. If you're writing a passionate love song, for example, your wise mind knows to draw unabashedly from your emotional mind. And if you're speaking out about something that you passionately believe in, let those powerful emotions shine through. That's how you get other people on board. But if you're about to sign up for a 30-year mortgage, your wise mind would probably give your rational mind a little more time. So now that we know that wise mind is the best of all worlds, how do we activate it in our daily lives? Cultivating your own wise mind does take practice and it's more of a lifelong pursuit rather than a to-do item to be crossed off your self-improvement checklist. So I recommend starting with these steps. First, be mindful and accepting of your emotions. Treat your emotions as colors that your brain uses to illustrate the graphic novel of your life. There are no wrong colors. They simply convey moods and meanings, drawing your attention to the important parts. Let the emotions flow and pay attention to what they're trying to tell you. Number two, take longer than you think you need to interpret, react, praise, judge, condemn, trust, love. Your emotional mind can do those things in a split second, but they may benefit from slower input from your rational mind. For example, if you find yourself reacting very strongly to a political debate, listen to your emotional mind first and then invite your rational mind to try out the other perspective too before you land on a position. And last but not least, frequently remind yourself that you do have a wise mind. This reminder is like a bat signal. Simply bringing it up can call your wise mind to the rescue. Trust your wise mind but often reflect on its work so you can stay mindful and open. Even though we often think of artists as emotional and scientists as rational, a truly wise person develops intuition by tapping into both emotions and reason, and that goes for anybody in any profession. I can't help but bring back Einstein, one of my personal heroes, and the best-known scientist of the modern era who so wisely gave credit to this intuition in the advancement of truth. He also said, There is no logical way to the discovery of these elemental laws. There is only the way of intuition, which is helped by feeling for the order lying behind the appearance. And so with those wise words from Einstein, I wish you and your wise mind a very balanced, grounded, and intuitive week. 
Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at QDT Savvy Psych and at Jade Wu PhD. If you'd like psychology tips delivered straight to your inbox, subscribe to the Savvy Psychologist newsletter. You can also make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Savvy Psychologist is audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg and edited by Karen Hertzberg. As always, Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and does not substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called The Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The anxietycoachespodcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen.